The Jeep Celebration event is here, which means great deals on the SUVs built to stand the test of time are waiting. Hurry in before time runs out. FCA vehicle owners financing at $4,750 total cash allowance on select 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 models and dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo models as of 3-3-2020 in dealer stock. Current vehicle must be registered for 30 days. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 3-31-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. When you're tuned in, you're with Lady Business and Give It to the People Radio, where you're going to get enlightened, enhanced, empowered, and enriched. Make sure that you always tune in to Give It to the People Radio. All right, and thank you so much for tuning in today. And I have the pleasure of talking to somebody that I think is super awesome. And so she is Jessica H. I'm going to let her introduce herself to you. And then we're going to get into all of these great questions that we have with the Give It to the People podcast. So Jessica, hey girl. Hey. Tell me about you. Well, uh... My name is Jessica H. I am 31 years old. I am a health educator, wellness coordinator for Thomasville City Schools, which is a public school system that is right outside of Greensboro, North Carolina. My job is to make sure uh, the youth have the sexual health information they need to be able to make informed decisions. So I provide comprehensive sex education uh, to the students there um, to faculty to staff, but I also have a wellness coordinator piece. So holistic wellness is very important for the school system. And it is for me too. So mental health, physical health, spiritual uh, maintenance and health, being able to have access to all of the things that could help us live our best life is really important to me. And also the the employees of the district having that work-life balance. So being able to raise any type of wellness concerns they have, I um, help to provide initiatives and programs that could help uplift and support mental wellness, physical wellness, holistic wellness at mm-hmm. large. Now, I think with just the, the let's say, pressure of being a student, of being a teacher, all of that right now, everybody's going through a whole lot of different stuff as far as emotions and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And so when you talk about the fact that they've actually instituted this program, at least somebody recognized that this was necessary. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a different approach when you talk to students as opposed to when you talk to parents and when you talk to the faculty themselves and any staff. So is your primary directive to work with, you know, are you working more with the students or is it kind of a balance between the students and the faculty? Right. It's exactly down the middle. So okay. it's split. Half of my time is spent providing instruction and support for the students. Uh, the other half is providing support for the staff and making sure they have the wellness programs that they need to be able to uh, flourish in their role and to feel supported by their employer, which mm-hmm. is um, something that a lot of employers don't really um, pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So they just really want you to show up on time and do whatever you're expected to do. With the school system, I do believe that they want to holistically support everyone who is in their district. And so they have hired me to do that. So, And I think that's important because even when, like, let's just say when I was in school, this was not an option, right? <laughs> I mean, you went to sex ed, you learned, you know, a little birds and the bees kind of thing. Barely. Did you, did you really learn anything? <laughs> 
I mean, you know, a little bit. I guess the thing that, well, me being from New York, what they stressed was STDs. Mm. And I was like, I don't even know those people. I don't even, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a part of that. <laughs> so when they stressed those things, it was like, oh, wow, yeah. Let's make sure, you know, everything is together. And I think that a lot of, you know, local initiatives mm-hmm. focus on this, especially when they're talking to young girls. But with you having the opportunity to be able to focus with boys and girls. And then now, of course, we have the introduction of the whole LGBT community and children are going through that, that wasn't something that was expressed years ago. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about just some of the dynamics that students go through, what kind of things would you say for, let's just go from a parent's perspective, mm-hmm. for parents to do to help their children be more well and, and more appreciated and understanding the things that they're going through as far as just sex and, and everything that goes along with it mm-hmm. because sometimes parents don't want to talk about it. Right, and I think that parents should... Um, understand that sexuality is a part of everyone's life, no matter what stage you're in. So children do have sexuality. They do have sexual lives. Um, And like it it stems from birth to when we die. So when you understand that sexuality isn't in this pornographic image that we're used to seeing it, like we're so used to seeing sexuality pushed in ways that are not, um, that are intentionally kind of, uh, I don't know, just like, not positive. Mm-hmm. So we just naturally are growing up in a sex negative culture. So to for parents and my belief is just to understand that children have sex lives. Uh, it varies. And of course, it's not going to a 40 year old person will not have the same sexuality and sexual expression experience as someone who was 16 and 13. Mm-hmm. But understanding that that is a part of your life. And so not Uh, being afraid to admit that it's a part of everyone's life and Mm -hmm. then just embracing your own story. So uh, I'm pretty sure you and everyone can think about um, when they were first having experience that were sexual or just growing and getting used to your body. Mm -hmm. So like embracing your own experience and understanding that your child is not going to have an experience that's going to be too far off from what you've experienced, even though it could have been different. So like Mm -hmm. when you were growing up, you mentioned that um, queer people were not uplifted or recognized as Mm -hmm. they are now. And so, um, you know, that understanding that times are changing, but the fundamentals fundamentals of uh, development and growing up Mm -hmm. primarily stay the same. So Mm -hmm. like the same things that that you went through when you were 13 and 15 or 17 are some of the very same things that people are experiencing now. It's just more of a sex positive culture or at least people like me are trying to shift that dynamic so Mm -hmm. that people um, do understand that sexuality is perfectly natural Mm -hmm. and it's something that should be embraced and talked about. It shouldn't just be one talk, but something that you gradually speak about mm-hmm. uh, when they're three or five. But that's five. an ongoing process. Exactly. Though. It's yeah. not anything you're going to sit down and talk about once when they're 14 or 15. They're going to have experiences before then. There's mm-hmm. a lot of data that um, suggests and prove that people that uh, no matter how old you are, especially children, um, have sexual behavior or sexual expression um, that is typically not um, talked about in mm-hmm. the open. So embracing that by understanding that we are all common in that way mm-hmm. and then learning more as yourself. Like the more you know, the more confident you will be in explaining certain things or when people ask, you're not going to like freeze up, mm-hmm. but you'll be able to address the question with a with a comprehensive answer that actually answers what they're asking. But you know what I think one of the issues is? I think that 
semantics is always an important thing. And I'm always trying to be really clear about what I say and what I mean, because mm-hmm. people interpret things the way that they want to interpret yeah. them. So when I'm looking at the fact of you saying sexuality, I'm understanding it how you mean it. Mm-hmm. But it's plenty of other people that they just heard sex. They didn't right. hear sexuality. Mm-hmm. And so breaking that barrier down and explaining to people, well, these are things that people are going through, like the body changes, you know, right. um, all of those things, I think, make a difference. And so if you're able to educate them, because you have to take into consideration with the parents, guess what? Maybe nobody educated them. Exactly. From when they were young, they learned some stuff and it was more of a trial and error. And then it's like, well, how do I teach my child this? And Mm so is what you do like a mandatory course for the Mm -hmm. students or is this something that they can choose as like an elective? It's mandatory, so it's a part of their physical Good. education. Okay. Uh, however, the parents can um, ask for them not to participate. So th- we do um, provide passive forms of, of agreement or consent, parent mm-hmm. consent or permission. And so we send home a, a note and for them to read or like a letter explaining yeah. what the what the curriculum is. Um, and then wh- whoever signs the letter, they get a phone call from more than likely me or someone just saying, hey, you know, I'm letting you know that we're going to start this program. Is that okay mm-hmm. and you know they can choose if they want to continue or not but other than that if they elect to still be in their physical education class they mm-hmm. will be getting um, sexual edu- education instruction and I think that's important because like I'm saying it was just very different and we're not talking about like big gigantic leaps of time but we are talking about a society that understands that this is a necessity mm-hmm. so that this way hopefully we can build more productive people in general um, do you think that just with the the way that things have changed so when we when we were saying okay it's a lot more understandable what's going on as far as LGBT it wasn't that people weren't necessarily gay or bi or anything like that I don't think it was just as in mainstream media in mm-hmm. the same way. So right. I think that what has happened, just from what I can see, I see a lot more um, students, yeah, not just say students, young people, mm-hmm. making decisions where they're like, okay, well, let me be a little bit more experimental. And right. they seem to be younger when they're making these decisions. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to say that it wasn't somebody that was 10, 11, 12 years old and they were just like, well, I'm gay. Sometimes they just don't understand the feelings that go along mm-hmm. with it or urges or whatever. But I think now kids are making decisions that they, you know, it's kind of like I drew the line in the sand. Yes, I'm gay. Yes, I'm bi. Yes, I'm whatever. And they're a lot more vocal about it now. Mm -hmm. So what do you do to help the student who is maybe still in between where they're not really sure? Right. You know? Well, so I would say that... um Gratefully, I am also, I am a queer person. Mm -hmm. I don't identify as a straight person. Um, And so with my own experience, I can totally understand or understand certain perspectives and uh, and experiences of others. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's perfectly fine for people to explore. People do explore. Mm -hmm. They just typically explore very secretively. Yeah, they don't tell you. Right. (laughs) And then when they're 40 and they're like on their second marriage or whatever, they have this big awakening like, hey, when I was, you know, 13, I was kind of feeling that way and it kind of circles back around in their experience so Mm -hmm. I don't believe that they are experimenting any younger than anyone typically I believe that the climate now because of the activism of queer people speaking up for ourselves Mm -hmm. is saying hey we exist we exist as children we exist and and what happens is a lot of queer people when 
we were growing up or when they were growing up, the uh, adults in their lives didn't know how to support it. So yeah. they just were in denial. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of stagnated their own progress and their own um, comfortability or like expression or exploring mm-hmm. wh- who they are and how they identify as. And just to, I encourage kids to understand that things change. So mm-hmm. like nothing is fixed. And I think for a lot of people, the average, average person with air quotes is quote unquote heteronormative so they're straight and they're cisgender which means that they um, identify with their assigned gender or Mm -hmm. their assigned sex at birth Mm -hmm. so these people are making the decisions for a lot of folks which doesn't allow for the experiences of people who don't experience life in that way. Yeah. So your expression is a little bit dampened because I can't understand. It's the same thing as when you have policymakers that are making, you know, rules and regulations and saying what women can do with their bodies, right. but you're not a woman. Exactly. So it, it falls into that term. But I think that it is a very progressive thing, to be honest with you, for them to really take the step and to understand that, again, this is a necessity because... I can express myself. I do have a place where I feel comfortable. Now, Mm -hmm. if students said, well, um, and I know we're focusing a little bit more on the students, but I just think, you know, the youth are, I'm not trying to say they're not more important than than the faculty but yeah. I think that when it comes to it the important the real important part of this mm-hmm. is that you are reaching the students right so when we look at that and we say okay well I'm interested in such and such and there may be conversations that they want to have mm-hmm. that are not in a group setting right can they come to you individually and and you know talk to you about anything that they're feeling as far as that is that a part of the program also right so um, I do set the expectations or I will into this new school year mm-hmm. um, it, expectations and boundaries so there are certain things that we can talk about and then there are certain things um that are not topics of conversation that we can have together Mm -hmm. so um and that just kind of borders on the line of being appropriate and inappropriate exactly so like you know we, we can have conversations um, about what they're experiencing or any questions, any clarification, anything that kind of borders the line where, you know, lines could be blurred or just like not fully understood mm-hmm. is a gray area. And that's um, just not it, it, it can't happen. Yeah. Unless they want their parent to be involved. Um, I am a person who uplifts parent participation. Mm-hmm. I think it really helps create a culture and an environment of support. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that. I have the the verbiage, the language, and the the experience to be able to help them articulate however they're feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that being said, they can definitely come to me and ask. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll be available um, on different, like, platforms online so they can reach me online, they can Mm -hmm. reach me. And so I feel like me meeting them where they are Mm -hmm. will create a comfortability for them to to speak one-on-one. But my my goal, my hope, is that they don't feel ashamed. So they can talk in a group. Yeah, and they can talk in a group because more than likely they're not the only one having the experience Mm -hmm. they want to talk about and somebody else is having that feeling and somebody else is thinking that thing but they didn't say it and so when you're in a group and you do contribute now i'm really hopeful that they will want to talk like that's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing because you can't get as much out of somebody if they're not willing to actually tell you what's wrong or what's happening or give you you know their perspective so i'm really excited for what you're going to have you know Mm -hmm. going on there however i want to transition just a little bit because outside Side of you being down there in Thomasville, it's parents and students that mm-hmm. are not in Thomasville school district, right, that would need your services. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to that side of your business where you mm-hmm. can then help other people yes. who are not just within side of the school district. Because mm-hmm. is there a counterpart of you in other areas within the state, um, you know, or is this something that's more centralized to Thomasville? Absolutely not. 
um, comprehensive education should be accessible no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, within the parameters of my job and outside of it, I want to be accessible to people. Mm-hmm. So whether that's online, um, having various workshops based on the needs and questions and the ideas of other people, having them elsewhere in Guilford County for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking forward thinking or thinking in the future, I would love to have a program that I could, you know, shop for a lack of better word to uh, other districts that would like to include more comprehensive education. Come in, on, in shop, the them. Curriculum. shop yeah. them, shop them districts, <laughs> shop them districts. But see, that's yeah. what we're about when we talk about what we're doing with Real Glow Getters. And so being able to say, OK, I see this one thing that you're doing, but mm. I see it being so much bigger mm. because I feel like what you're doing should be a statewide curriculum. Um, but outside of the state, this should be something that should be talked about worldwide. Absolutely. And so when you take into consideration that there are countries that Mm -hmm. you would never be able to do what you're doing Mm -hmm. that's one thing you just being able to say that I am a queer person Mm because I don't want to you know whatever I am a queer person Mm -hmm. however you feel like you want to identify that can't happen in certain places right Right. and so being able to do that and having that voice I feel like that's an important thing Mm -hmm. and so I am 110% behind you being Mm -hmm. able to spread that to other people and I'm just going to tell you what I see you want to know what I see hold up I wish I had like one of those magic eight balls that I could just (laughs) shake up right (laughs) but what I see is I see an online platform for you to be able to spread that because Mm -hmm. The parent that doesn't know simple things like the terminology. Yes. So, I mean, and you were the person that taught me cisgender. I was like, I read it. I was like, oh, that's me. I'm a cisgender. But I was like, I'm a cis and a cisgender. Okay, I'm all of that. (laughs) So it was one of those things where it was like, it's not that you don't want to be sensitive to other people. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just didn't know how to speak to people or you didn't know the terminology. And you coming from wherever perspective that you had sometimes things can be seen as offensive. It can be seen as you're not hearing people. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes, you know, you being able to explain that and and seeing the differences and the nuances makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. And so that's powerful. That's Mm -hmm. powerful to me. It really is. Thank you. Yeah, it really is. I I really want things to be inclusive. And for people, you know, when when people are like, oh, those LGBT people or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's like, no, it's us. We we, we have a collective experience and they're within the demographic of folks, whatever demographic you're talking to, they're going to be people who have varied experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, no no experience is a monolith. Like every everyone is going to have a perspective or experience that's different. And your experience, you should be able to see it. So someone should be able to look at me and be like, hey, that person looks like a straight, she looks like a straight woman. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me to come up and be like, hey, I'm a queer person. Oh, wow. Like, you know, that now. Does, it, does that, I don't want to say does it bother you, but I guess that is the right word. Is what? it like when people, when you say it, right? Mm-hmm. Because if people don't know, they just assume things right so then when you say it do you ever get the oh for real wow you know what I mean do you get that kind of oh I didn't think you would be or I'm not sure you know does that ever happen no really that's good yeah but I don't think people will really be as blunt as they feel so like they may yeah they may be thinking it but no one has ever verbally stated that Mm -hmm. and so I do like to make it a point to let people know that you know my experience is different and Mm -hmm. you might look at me and think one thing and that's the the thing about gender and sexuality because we look at someone and we and we and we automatically make these assumptions about who they are what Mm -hmm. their gender is and you can't see any of that you as much as you think you can see somebody's gender Mm -hmm. someone's gender identity or their expression Mm -hmm. how they express 
express themselves and, and how they identify and whatever, all of that could be different. Like you, it's such a complex thing. So like mm-hmm. me coming to the equation, being who I am and being vocal about that really, I feel is a reminder, a constant reminder to people not to, um, not judge, to assume. Judge, yeah. assume, all right, of that. Exactly. Well, I, I wish you the best of luck with this because I'm really excited to see what is going to happen. And I do think that having a program like this and especially, and you're talking about what age group? You're talking about what are they? So, 12, 13? Right. Or? So I'll be teaching two curriculum. Okay. Um, the the first curriculum is for sixth graders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just respecting the line. So it goes over consent, anatomy, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be teaching ninth and 12th graders. Okay. Right. So there's two different curriculum. And so what happened to the people in between? Well, so. We went six and then we jumped all the way to nine and 12. Right. Well, the two curriculum, the first is six to eight. And then, oh, okay, and okay. then the second is ninth to 12th. Okay. So it's one, okay. it's every year it builds upon each other. Oh. And so it just kind of continues. But it's still pretty, um, you know, as, as progressive as our district is, uh-huh. um, North Carolina is still really behind. America's still really behind. Well, I mean, we can <laughs> clearly start. see that based on the money that North Carolina, North Carolina has lost and some of the laws that have been tried to, to pass. Mm-hmm. And, and, and have passed. And have passed. So I'm really excited about what you have coming up. And so this is why we are here at Podbiz Studios, to be able to help people find that voice. And there are plenty of great people that are around, and we wanted you to know about them. So, Jessica, thank you so much. And people, if you're looking for online, you can go to askahealtheducator.com. I know that was a lot, but it makes perfectly good sense, right? Askahealtheducator.com. And I'm sure she'll have tips, tools, all of that good type of stuff. And on social media. So Yes. Look up Ask a Health Educator on Facebook, Instagram. I'll pop up on Twitter. Ask a Health Ed because they wouldn't allow me all those characters. Yeah. But yeah, look it up first, <laughs> and I'll be there smiling with my chocolate skin, waiting for you, chocolate. giving you all the tips and information. But thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. All right. So you guys, you always know what time it is. I give it to the people. Radio. Woo-woo. Thank you so much for listening to Give It to the People Radio. Make sure that you follow us online at ladybusiness.com, L-A-D-Y-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. We look forward to helping you grow, sustain, and maintain your business. Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though cherries named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke. Or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. Mm-hmm. Unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though cherries named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke. Or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. Mm-hmm. Unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And new Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar.